Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Linsanity podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity podcast a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, we'd just like to promote some of the things that the network has been working on. Uh, we have Power Hours. Uh, we have the Divine Rhymes, which has been kind of putting on a pause lately. Uh, you know, We'll see what their plans are. Uh, we do have a uh, potential podcast that could be coming back up uh, into the network after uh, some delay, I think you could say. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, we have plenty of uh, content ready to roll with the Circle City Cinema, uh, movies, are heating up and Zach Griffith is absolutely Zach Griffith, not Griffin, Griffith is absolutely going to take care of it, take care of you on that. And, and we have plenty of content for you in terms of you, know, you want movies, you want music, uh, NBA with Alex and Dylan, they'll give it to you. And then obviously here at the Linsanity, we have plenty coming. And then, you know, in terms of ratings, things like that, uh, the way that we can get people to listen to our podcast is obviously through social media, being able to comment and retweet and things like that. But it's also important uh, that the five-star ratings come in, that the, the ratings can get to a place where then people will all of a sudden say, hey, you know, this is something that Apple Podcasts can suggest to different consumers. And so we'd love to be able to do that uh, to get our audience growing and to have more people supporting uh, the network. And from that, uh, we will get right into the podcast. And I'm very excited uh, to have uh, my co-host back, Bryce Shetty. Bryce, it's been, it's been a while, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to have you back on. Boy, man, what a long season. What a long season for us, Caleb. We, we've had oh, to, God. we've had to mix and match and things go awry. We're, we're, we're adults now. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of life things going on. My yes. goodness. My goodness. We do. And, and, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, I couldn't be more prouder of just how uh, things have turned out transition wise. And, and the fact we're able to continue to do this and continue to give our audience uh, some insanity action and uh, some shoddy sanity as well. So uh, without further ado, let's just get into um, our, our categories for this week. Uh, we've had multiple guests on uh, with Dalton Schafker and then the week Bryce is off. We had a couple others step into the plate. Uh, so we'll get into our segments. We'll do what we typically like to do on the Linsanity. Uh, so what the expected lineup is, that's what we're going to bring. And so Bryce, we'll start with you on this one. Um, there are a lot of coaches that I believe you can pick for get the sack this week. I think there is not just one consensus answer for you. Who comes to mind when we think about get the sack? Well, I think this, uh, this one for me, I, I, they've lost three in a row. I believe they have a problem, which I will explain once again. I think it's Sean McVay this week, Caleb. I think it's Sean McVay. And, and here's where, here's why I have an issue uh, with, with Sean McVay again. You have an Odell Beckham Jr. problem. You're like, Bryce, he, he scored a 54-yard 50, touchdown. Okay, that's great. That's great. Ten targets. Ten targets. Look, I'm not doubting his ability. I'm not doubting Odell Beckham Jr.'s ability. Okay, I am not. I think he's a very good ball player. But when you are forcibly, visibly, forcibly shoving the ball down his throat where the defense knows what's going to happen, you have a problem. I agree. You are Sean McVay. You are one of the most gifted offensive minds in the league. 
and and you are going out of your way to try to get this guy involved so he stays happy in LA, so he re-signs with your team, and you have a chance to go win a Super Bowl. Well, guess what, Sean McVay? You have a super team, and you have lost three in a row in the NFL. Three in a row. Aaron Rodgers is it made Randall Cobb look like he was playing back in 2015 against your team. This defense that you guys have built, that you have traded for, you have given up your cap space, you have given up your draft capital to go all in right now and try to win a chip. And something's got to give. Figure it out. I like that a lot. I I think... I think there are a lot of questions uh, in terms of, okay, um, this team is getting too cute with the receiver sets. They're, they're, every time, Bryce, you watch this team, it never feels like they have a running back in the backfield, right? They, it feels like they line up everybody for passes and then off they go. Um, you know, I was listening to something the other day and, and it's 100% true. What made people fall in love with the Rams, Bryce, was when they first went to a power run single back run concept with Todd Gurley just running over people. Mm. It wasn't 40 passes for 300, 400 yards. What made the passing good though, was this, was this running game and a consistent power style. Well, the Rams have clearly lost any sort of edge they've had physically uh, against teams. And at some point they got to find that again. Um, they got to let Daryl Henderson do his thing and, and they got to make sure that's the priority and then everything else can get aligned. And so I agree with you. That's a great one uh, for me. You know, I had a couple people in mind, uh, but my gosh, I got to go with Mike Tomlin, man. Um, it, it's a, it, I, we're going off reputation at this point. Um, the last couple of years, we're looking at a team that has had a, a decent defense, um, but has completely ignored Ben Roethlisberger's horrible play. And, you know, this is a team, Bryce, you and I have liked the Bengals. So I don't think that shocks us that the Bengals beat the Steelers. I think the part that is the shocking, that that's more shocking than anything is just they're getting manhandled by an offensive line, Bryce, that you and I have ridiculed before the season and absolutely have to eat on. I know I have to eat on it more than any other thing in football this year. It's not even close. They're playing. They, they are physically dominating teams and they should not be dominating the Steelers. That's what their bread and butter is as an organization. They have to figure out some ways to readjust what they want to be and who they are, uh, because this version of the Steelers is not is not working offensively or defensively. There's got to be coaching changes and personnel changes, in my opinion, if the Steelers want to take a step, because at this point they are the bottom of that division. That is what they are. I would put them in the bottom. I would put Cleveland third. I would put Cincinnati second. And I would put Baltimore number one. Next up, uh, we'll get into Offensive Player of the Week. Bryce, does anybody come to mind for you when you're thinking about an award like this? Yeah, again, this one's kind of unconventional. And, and you know, it's not really going to show up on, on the stat sheet. Um, but I watched this game, and I was just thoroughly impressed. Uh, the Monday night game, I was thoroughly impressed impressed with Antonio Gibson. Hmm. Okay. The guy's been playing through a stress fracture in the shin all year long. Um, he's had to deal with split carries um, between JD McKissick and Jarrett Patterson at times, more so McKissick than anything, especially on passing downs. But Caleb, this is the first game where I saw Washington 
really hand the reins over to Gibson. I, I know JD McKissick got one of the rushing t- or got the rushing touchdown this game, but here, here's what I saw down the stretch to try to close out Seattle. They were giving it to Gibson consistently and he was ripping off yardage. Uh, 29 carries, 111 yards. He even got seven receptions, Caleb. He caught the ball seven times for only 35 yards, but I don't care. It's showing that he is a capable back. This guy is going to be a legitimate running back in this league. Once you get off, once you start being, stop being cute with everyone else on that roster and you give this guy a workhorse load and look, it turned into a win. Yeah. It turned into a win. Now, Washington, it was a cra- we'll get more into Washington yeah. later, but I mean, it was just a crazy game. It was an interesting game, weird game. Um, but my offensive player of the week, guy that carried him, Antonio Gibson. I, I really like that. I, I think they, he, he came out and, and played really well. And like you said, has been battling through an injury. And uh, for him to have a good game like that, that's what people thought his potential and really what he would be able to do all season would look like. Uh, mine is Joe Mixon, man. I, I, you know, I understand I'd had to get the sack and an offensive player looking the same game. Typically that hasn't happened. But when I'm thinking about this week, um, you know, I'm thinking about somebody Bryce, that's been a top five running back this season, Joe Mixon, a guy that has been absolutely criticized for the contract that he got. Many people were questioning why you would pay that contract given the personnel that they have. Well, he's showing why. And the Bengals are showing that they believe in Joe Mixon enough to make him the catalyst of their offense. When Joe Mixon is good, Bryce, the Cincinnati Bengals are dominant. Mm-hmm. They're dominant offensively. They're not just yeah. good. They're not just decent. They're dominant. Because if you if you if you put too much pressure on the box to stop Joe Mixon, those receivers get open for you. And I just feel like this was a game that Mixon was able to set the tone with his rushing. He was able to get inside and make Pittsburgh pay. He was celebrating all over him as he should. And that's a player to me, Bryce, that has a chance to be the biggest X factor in the AFC playoffs. I think if he's on, Cincinnati can win a couple games and make some noise. Defensive player of the week. Uh, Bryce, I'll tell you, you know, I was going through defensive stats. Um, and, and you and I early in the season were like, man, you know, Miami, we like the talent of their defense, uh, but the problem's the quarterback. They can't generate anything offensively. And one of my biggest things to you and, and you know, one of the things I kept telling you, just how I kept feeling about this is that defense is talented, but they're not playing to their level because they don't believe in their offense. They don't believe in their quarterback. Well, their guys are seeing some progression from Tua and guys like Jalen Phillips, who, you know, have been kind of questionable and now just turned into nice pieces for the Dolphins. Jalen Phillips put on a heck of a game against the Panthers, against the lousy Panthers offensive line, made him eat it. Brian Flores, a defensive mind himself, put on a terrific game plan, basically saying Cam Newton sucks, and it worked. And I think Jalen Phillips absolutely showed his potential for this team. And if they can get that type of production from him from the defensive line spot, that's going to open up more opportunity for Jerome Baker 
that's going to have more opportunity for the Dolphins secondary. And Bryce, I just think that is an intriguing unit to follow as the season progresses. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on as, as they gain some steam. I mean, it was a very bad beginning to the season, no doubt uh, for them, but they're really starting to come on, starting to find a rhythm, which I think is definitely good for them. Um, As far as mine goes, look, um, again, a little unconventional because they lost, uh, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Uh, my, my defensive unit of the week goes to the Cleveland Browns, and, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, they're able to, to sack Lamar two times. Uh, not only that, but they were able to pick him off uh, four times. Four times. And, and and we're talking about the usual suspects, right? Grant Delpit, Denzel Ward, John Johnson III, and Rodney Har- or Ronnie Harrison Jr., we're talking about the playmakers on that defensive unit. We're talking about Miles Garrett. We're talking about Jadavion Clowney. That's who we're talking about here. And to no fault of the of their own, they only they only allowed Baltimore to get 16 points. 16. And, and honestly, Caleb, you were watching this game, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you gonna put that that Mark Andrews touchdown on that unit? Absolutely not. No. no, I'm not going to put it on that unit. No way. No, no, you, you can't. Lamar Jackson just made a play. Lamar Jackson ran about 20 yards backwards with yeah. Miles Garrett right on his heels. Okay. You, yeah. It's imp- it's impossible for a defense to hold coverage that long. It just exactly. is. Yeah. It just is. So I, I'm not even going to put that on them. It, it's the it's the fact that the Cleveland Browns offense sucks, and it's the fact that they had two turner two turnovers of their own. Jarvis Landry getting sacked on a reverse cute play and then Baker Mayfield losing in a fumble as well. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I, that's a terrific. The Cleveland Browns had an out. And, and by the way, Caleb, this is a, this is a great response by the Cleveland Browns uh, defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, who fans have been calling for his head all season long. They finally put together a great game plan. They get Lamar right where they want him, and the offense can't finish it because they can't run the ball. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, take a look in the mirror, Cleveland, if you're worried about your defense, okay? I mean, how about you take a look at your HC? How about you look at Stefanski? How about you look at the fact that this offense has not changed squat over the last two years? This was an elite running team at one point, but it seems like they're not being as efficient. And, you know, at this point, Bryce, you know, cornerbacks might take a vacation in Cabo with Baker Mayfield and quarterback. Okay. They, they, they might as well uh, take a, take a boat out to the beach price. They might as well enjoy some drinks because Baker Mayfield's going to do one of two things. He's going to go three and out or he's going to throw you a pick. And at this point, I think this is a problem for the Browns to keep having him involved because that defense deserved to win that game. They did not deserve to lose. Absolutely. Next up, we'll get into our roundup for uh, the games that we like this week, the games that we think have long-term implications uh, that we think could be potential collapses for teams, uh, potential trends for teams. And so I'm going to start with the Colton Bucks. And Bryce, I really want to start off with this one because I am not the national media. I am not the national media with this opinion. The Indianapolis Colts, I have never been more stronger and more confident in the Indianapolis Colts than I am after this week. I think the Indianapolis Colts have shown me they can compete high up in the AFC by this game. 
Tom Brady made Tom Brady plays in the clutch. There's no, there's just no other way to put it. He made plays clutch. There were some things, obviously the Naheem Hines punt was silly. There's, there is no, there is no denying that. Like, I just think when you're looking at the Colts, the Colts are competing against the top teams. And I just believe Bryce, this is a unit that's going to get to the playoffs. When you fight the way they fight, I just, I'm bought into it. I'm hooked onto it. And if the Tennessee Titans cannot figure a situation out, and I understand injuries have been a part of it, the Indianapolis Colts will take the crown of the AFC South. Bryce, what are your thoughts here? Well, I, Caleb, I, I, I agree with you. And, and the people that are all over Frank Reich about play calling, um, Pro football focus, by, by all means, let me, let me disclaim this first. By all means, are, are, they are not the authority, okay, on football. Okay, they're not. I've seen some of the lists they come out with. It's absolutely atrocious and terrible, okay? But, but one, one particular member of, of Pro Football Focus came out with an article today analyzing Frank Reich's play calling. And he had a very unpopular opinion uh-huh. that, that his play calling was, was fine, what, what was good for that type of game. Okay. And I, and I, I tend to agree with him, Caleb, I, a couple of things, right? Okay. We know Tampa Bay is decimated with injuries in the secondary. Okay. Yes. If Vita Vea is playing, it is very difficult to run the football I and he that. played on Sunday and it was very difficult for Jonathan Taylor to get going at the beginning of the game. And Frank Reich abandoned the run. And I totally understand why I totally understand it. Hmm. You're like, Oh, Carson Wentz threw the ball over 40 times. You're asking for trouble. Okay, let's okay, fine. Let's look at that. You're like Bryce, he threw two interceptions. See? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's let's look at that Antoine Winfield pick. I am under the strong opinion that I was pass interference. I feel like a flag, I think it warranted a flag. You were flag. confident in that. I, I don't I don't feel like you're just going to I there was a lot of hand fighting before, and I felt like there was a lot of interference that that did not allow Michael Pittman to make a play on the ball. I feel like there's more of a play on Pittman than there was at the ball at the end of that play, in my personal opinion. <laughs> and then as far as the other pick, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. But here's what here's what what you can't put on Frank Reich and what you can't put on Carson Wentz. You can't put Naheem Hines muffing a punt down around in, in the red zone. <laughs> You can't you can't put on Frank Reich and, and Carson Wentz, Zach Pascal fumbling the football. You can't you can't put that on them. So don't 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 come for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz played a great game. I thought he played a great game, given the circumstances. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I, would I like to see more more Jonathan Taylor in the second half? Yes, because I feel like we had the play action. We had them right where we wanted them. And, and we, on that drive in the fourth quarter where Jonathan Taylor scored, he had really good success running the football. So I think yeah. maybe a little bit earlier, it could have been good. I, I'm fine. If I'm the Colts, I'm fine where we're at. We're going to go, we're going to go play Houston, which should be a, an automatic W. And then you go into the bye week and you prepare for a couple more tough games yeah. before the end of the season. As far as Tampa Bay goes, congrats, man. I mean, you did what you were supposed to do. You're right. supposed to come in and win this game. Congrats, Leonard Fournette, for having, you know, the one good game of, of your of your regular season. That's great. Rob Gronkowski's still doing what he does. Um, but I mean their defense obviously has to get better. Their their secondary I they agree need with to go that, back Bryce. on that secondary. Yeah. The secondary is the way you exploit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if, if everybody wants to complain about the Colts play calling, 
right? That's fine. Well, guess what? Frank Reich just gave you a blueprint how to beat him. I, I agree with that. And, and Bryce, I'll, I'll take it a step further. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, I trust in Tampa the most in the NFC. Why? Well, if you look at the conference, if you look at the teams that they would see, Arizona will exploit Tampa secondary. DeAndre Hopkins is on Arizona and he will exploit that secondary. Devontae Adams will exploit Tampa secondary. Dallas's receivers will exploit Tampa's secondary. The Rams will exploit Tampa's secondary. The Niners will exploit Tampa's secondary. And in my opinion, the Vikings, who will get that seventh seed, will exploit the Buccaneers secondary. I think there is absolutely a gigantic weakness there. And I agree with you. You know, teams are, I do think it's a little frustrating. And I understand the fans' frustration of like, well, Jonathan Taylor has been our MVP. Like, why aren't we ride or dying with him? I get that point a lot. But at the same time, you know, I think there, there is such an obvious glare in the pass defense that you've got to take advantage of that as an opponent. And I think that's exactly what the Colts did. Uh, they, I, I didn't think they were horrible on the ground. I didn't think they were great. But, you know, this, Taylor had that really nice drive. And, and I agree with you, Bryce. I wish they would have kept going as soon as they, they saw that. Tampa, I think the big thing for me is like, I mean, Bryce, I don't really know if they're going to win on the backs of Tom Brady. That's what I came away yeah. with. I think they're going to. I think they're going to win based off the back of Leonard Fournette. I think that's how they're going to win. I think they're going to win by the commitment to getting Leonard Fournette the football. Which you because, were so so wrong on. Yeah, which I am oh. wrong. That's that's one of the worst things they had last year. It's horrible. Look, I I think that the Buccaneers are going to have to commit to this. And Byron Leftwich, I think, is recognizing that, Bryce. I think mm. he is fully aware that. Yes, Tom Brady is still going to make the big throw and and he's going to lead my team to the clutch plays. But the identity of this team cannot be we're going to beat you over the top vertically anymore. This is when you just got to say we've got a great O-line. We've got a really good running back right now. That's how we're going to win. Smash mouth football. And that's what's going to get you. That's what's going to get you far in the playoffs. It's not going to be throwing vertical passes down the field. And I think Tampa's got to use that identity into the later games. Next up, Rams, Green Bay. Bryce, the score would suggest this was a close game. Oh, but my brother, it was not. Uh, Green Bay really took care of business. Um, And I I mean, Bryce, I'll start with you on this before I say uh, what I have. What were your initial thoughts of, of this game and how it all played out? Um, I, like I mentioned earlier with the McVay part, I'll look at it from Green Bay because I kind of went into the Rams earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is this is a textbook Aaron Rodgers game. Um, also, yeah. I mean, are we seeing the emergence of AJ Dillon as RB one? Mm. Little controversy there. I mean, AJ Dillon out doubled Aaron Jones's carries, doubled, doubled them. I don't know. You know, I I know Aaron Jones has been dealing with some things. Um, but I mean, AJ Dillon yeah. even out touched him in the receiving game as well. You know, I, I don't know what's going to come of that, but I, I, I kind of like it. Um, I don't know. Green Bay looks legit. And Caleb, weirdly, this defense has played pretty well this year. They've played yeah, they pretty have. well. Yeah, they, they have. they've really stepped up and they don't even have Zadarius Smith back. They don't even have Jair Alexander back. 
they only have their best guys. Right. So, I mean, impressive, impressive performance. Got to give props to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. But totally. And and I'll take that step. I'll take that defensive comment, Bryce. I'll take that a step further. It's the most trustworthy unit of this team. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's the most trustworthy unit of this team. When I think of the Green Bay Packers defensively, they have been rock solid. And moving forward, Green Bay has got it has been taking advantage of how great this defense has been this season. When I'm thinking about their offense, Bryce, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, A.J. Dillon might rise into that RB1, and, and you know, I can see that. Uh, I think a lot of that was injury. But, but I think Aaron Jones, you know, if you can provide, Bryce, 15 carries each, I think that's scary. I think that's scary. If you can get a 15-15 ratio, you can make it an old-school 50-50. I think that's pretty good for the Packers. I think that's what they got to do for this season. Right. I think when you can get Rogers, I don't like Rogers at 45 times. I don't really like that. Uh, I think I think yeah, a healthy he can do it. He can do it. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I think I think this is a team that has the running game to be able to, to take that pressure off of him. And then I also believe, Bryce, as you said, you know, guys like Randall Cobb had that had that one huge 54 yard play. Yeah. Uh, Adams is getting open whenever he wants. Um, I My big thing is. Uh, when 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 Lafleur is on, Green Bay is just they are taking their game to another level, man. And and he is showing that as a play caller, uh, he is taking that team to a place that I don't know if we've seen really since Lafleur has gotten there in terms of offensive design and play calling. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm I just don't think this defense can be underrated anymore. And I'm not going to let it be. I, I'm more confident in the Packers defense than I am the Packers offense. It's just mm-hmm. the truth. I like what this defense is giving me every single week. And I hope that it continues for them because this was a defense that's gotten ridiculed, Bryce, since probably what? Feels like every year. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, just, well, they're never good enough. They're never good enough. Well, this year they're good enough, Bryce. This year they're good enough. And in my opinion, it's the best unit on this team, and they got to rely on that. Yeah. Next up. You got the San Francisco 49ers against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers take this game 34 to 26. Minnesota, five and six. San Francisco, six and five. Uh, I'll start off with this one, Bryce. I think when you're looking at this game, you know, I think these two teams will find a way to make the playoffs, regardless of how, you know, the fact that San Francisco won. I, I like what Minnesota's doing. I really do. They're competing in just about every game. They've been, they have had the lead in pretty much every game this season. That is a huge thing to me. That's a big deal because it's showing me that you're setting a tone. When I'm looking at San Francisco, I mean, I am concerned about the Debo Samuel injury. That does make me a little nervous. Um, My big thing, Bryce, is I think we will see even more of this power smashing football from the Niners with their offensive line just just crushing Elijah Mitchell with 27 carries and 133 yards that is an incredible stat line I think that this is a team that's showing progression defensively I like what they're doing in terms of you know they're starting to get guys back Right. Even though they are losing Debo Samuel they are starting to get George Kittle back I know that the stat line wasn't the greatest for George Kittle, he only had 13 catches, but what George Kittle also provides Bryce is an elite blocking tight end. One of the greatest blocking tight ends of our generation. 
And so what I see it from San Francisco, I'm encouraged by the way that they played Minnesota. I mean, we'll see with this Dalvin thing that that's not the greatest thing ever, but I'm not terribly concerned either way here. I just think it was a good fall game. What are your thoughts? Uh, so I have a couple things to unpack here, Caleb. First okay. off, I need to I need to shout somebody. Well, no, no, no. I, I sorry, not shout. I need to call. I need to call someone out here, Caleb. Oh, I know when you're going. I need to call somebody out here. <laughs> <clears throat> Alex Burr. Since you were on our podcast, our your surprise appearance on our podcast, let me just tell you what Kyle Shanahan has done since you called him out, since you gave him the sack. Guess what he's done? He's rattled off three wins in a row. And in fact, in all three of those games, he scored 30 plus points. All three of them, including we have a, a W over the Rams, 31 to 10. We have a W over the Jaguars, 30 to 10. We have a W over the Vikings, 30. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex Burr, you answer for your crimes. <laughs> you answer for your crimes against Kyle Shanahan. Anyways, besides that, besides that, first off, let me look at the Vikings here for a minute. Vikings. Vikings do what Vikings do, Caleb. This is another... This is another game that they should have won. I, Caleb, yeah. I, I again, I'm done with Mike Zimmer. I'm tired of the inconsistency been, yeah. that I see with this team. They should be so much better. Dalvin Cook is injury prone. Do not pay him. Okay, do not pay him. Please do not give him a big contract. I think they already did, didn't they? They did, yeah, they, they did. They did do that. That's such yeah, they a bad did. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alexander Madison is just as good. Oh, Wow. He is just as good. I don't know about that, but I, he I, I mean, just he's, good. As good. he's a good running back. He's I, good. I'm happy to see Justin Jefferson getting involved again. I'm, I'm happy that they've recommitted to this, but yep. uh, Caleb, I mean, the Vikings, I, they're just going to do what they do. They're going to do what they do and they're going to, they're going to win some games and they're going to lose some games. And it's just, I don't, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know what to make of them. I have, as far as San Francisco goes, go San Fran. Hey, look at y'all. You, you got a winning record now. You're above 500. Yeah. You've kind of silenced the, the quarterback controversy. Okay. You've weathered that, that storm. Yeah. Okay. And the way you've done that is you haven't drawn attention to the quarterback position. Right. You, mm. you put Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell has been uh, lightning in a bottle for them. Okay, we, we didn't yep. think, you know, he came out of nowhere after some injuries to Mostert and Jeff Wilson getting back and and Hasty being hurt again. Um, and then whatever happened to Trey Sermon, I don't know. Um, but Elijah Mitchell has been absolutely phenomenal for you. Yep. And then you found a way to get the ball in your playmaker's hands without it going through middleman. And the way you've done that is you put Debo Samuel in the backfield as running back and you just let him go. That way you take the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. That way you don't have to hear about the media. You don't have to hear about Trey Lance, even if yep. you started him. Yep. Right. And you put the ball in your best player's hands like and they've been winning football games with that philosophy. And you've made it easy for Jimmy G to, to get uh, Debo Samuel the ball and, and get him in space. They've done an absolute phenomenal job. So I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens with, with Debo out the next couple weeks. Caleb, I think this is a golden opportunity for the one, the only Brandon Ayuk, who was yeah, in the doghouse early in the season. Yeah. This is his time. This is his time to prove to Kyle Shanahan, hey, dude, I know we 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 got off on the wrong foot at the beginning of the season. Look, I'm here. I'm committed. I want to help this team win. Yep. Let's go out and do the dang thing. Yep. 
So massive opportunity for, for Brandon Ayuk. And I hope he takes advantage of it because I think he's fun to watch. I really do. Yeah, when he's on, he's people good. Are, are great. Yeah, when he's on, he's good. But, you know, the key is when he's on. And, you know, there is a massive opportunity for him. You know, this was a guy, Bryce, that, you know, before the season, when people were starting their fantasy drafts like myself, we're seeing Brandon Ayuk as a higher ranked fantasy option than Debo Samuel. Well, the reason for that was because they thought that his talent was just at a higher level than Samuel. Well, you know, I think it's fair to say, Bryce, that Samuel is just is elite. Ayuk's not touching mm-hmm. that, but Ayuk can be a complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Niners, they need him to step up for a couple weeks just to get him over the top. I hope that he will continue that as the season moves on. Next up, the Hawks and the Washington football team. Uh, you know, I think Dalton a couple weeks ago expressed it best. Just, you know, the Seattle collapse uh, that's been waiting and waiting and waiting. And um, I, man, Bryce, it is a rough. I, I think Seattle is a rough watch. I mean, it is, it is so rough watching this team play football so hard. is yeah, it's hard. It's, it doesn't really, I, I mean, I know they held Washington to 17 points, but good golly, you know, Gibson was, you know, having a nice day on the ground. I mean, I just, the way that I look at the Seattle team, man, is I genuinely believe Bryce, they have to sell their top tier talent. Like, most of it. Like, I think you just have to reset everything. I think you have to adjust everything. Um, miss me with the, you know, every press conference speak. Carol says we can just run the table. Just, just miss me with that. They're not running the table. Uh, I, I think the Seahawks are a team that, you know, Russell Wilson is clearly battling through the injury. That's fair to say. Um, but my gosh, if you know that he's fighting through the injury, then I don't want to see vertical passes. I don't want to see a lot of vertical passing. And I feel like Seattle's been doing that lately. That's not smart. You have a guy in DK Metcalf, his strong physical ability. You know, you need to be using him like a big possession receiver. You got to get, well, I don't think it's him. I think it's just, it's just the way they're calling things right now. They're acting like there's nothing wrong. And and, and when, when I think about it from the Washington side, I mean, I don't want to take an insane amount away from the wind, but good golly. I mean, Seattle's a mess. I don't really think that I can sit there and praise Washington a whole lot here, Bryce. I don't know, Caleb. I don't know. I mean, this Washington has battled. They they hit a four game losing streak, and now they've won three straight. They've won against the Buccaneers, they've won against the Panthers, and they've won against the Seahawks. Those are legitimate wins in the NFL, Caleb. Yeah, they are. They're legitimate wins, and guess what? They are now second place in that division. They are two games behind Dallas. Yeah. Dallas is faltering. Washington Washington has a game against the Raiders. Then they play the, the Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles. Literally the next four games after the Raiders game. Those are massive games. Yeah, in, in fact, in fact, they closed their season with five straight division, division games. Five. Yeah. yeah five of them. So if they are peaking, right, let's say they're peaking right now, Caleb. Yeah. They could be peaking at the right time and grab some of these division games and could hold some tiebreakers if need be. That's fair. And that defense is playing well now. It's playing well. It is. It is. It is. It is looking better. It is looking better. I'm Cameron Curl looks better. good. I, uh, I think Lennon Collins has always been good. William Jackson, the third is finally finding a stride. 
I, this is a team that if, if you mess around, you will get beat. Yeah. You will get beat. And, and uh, you know, Heineke, I think he's he's played fine for where he's been, um, given the, the the talent that he has. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for Seattle, Caleb Russell Wilson's gone. If Pete yeah, Carroll he's stays, so he's gone. he's asking for a trade. And it, what I also think is a joke is this game was tight. This game wasn't like out of reach, like ever for Seattle throughout this game. So despite Russell Wilson's scrambles, two scrambles, they were in the ball a total of 10 times. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Look, I know Jonathan Allen inside is, is an absolute monster. He's really good. Right? Yeah. But, but 10 times, that's it? Yeah. That's all you're going to give your guys a chance? And Pete Carroll wants to run the football. That's that's right. that's been that, the peak care philosophy. Just, it doesn't make sense to no, me. It doesn't. it doesn't make sense to me because again, that the Washington secondary is not something I want to trifle with. I know they haven't been great this season, but again, it's not something that you just that you just willy nilly just mess around with. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a defense that you and I had a lot of expectations for. They haven't Absolutely. matched them, uh, but you know, when you look at what they've been doing in that win streak, that's a fair thing to, to argue. My my biggest worry with them Bryce is I, I just feel like they are sitting on a mountaintop and they're just they're thinking that it's okay and my question is will they be content or will they continue to push through and that starts the quarterback position for me you know I think Taylor Heineke has the ability to go right back next week against the Raiders and absolutely suck Absolutely. Yeah, you know, sure. that, and that's the, that's yeah. my biggest problem. It's it's there's a lot of players on this team that I'm like, yeah, that's a good player. Yeah, that guy's, you know, you know, I know what he can give me. But when I think of Washington football team and when I think about how they're gonna have to win a game, Taylor Heineke's management is gonna have to be what gets him there. And and I just can't tr- I just can't trust it right now. Hopefully he can give me some reasons to prove it next week on the road against the Raiders. I think that's a fun game. And I think if Washington wins that, I'm not the biggest fan of the Raiders necessarily, Bryce. But I do think of that if they do get that game, I can start believing in what they're doing. That's a big game. And you know what? You're you're absolutely wrong on the Raiders. You're wrong. You're wrong. No, no, you're I, wrong. I'll talk about it, but I'm not wrong. Next up, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I mentioned it. Joke. You know, Cincinnati, Bryce. Let's let's look long term. We we, you know, I, I put a fillet on the Steelers. Are the Cincinnati Bengals a real contender in the AFC? Do you are they a team that you sit there and think to yourself, you know, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to give somebody a run for their money, or do you think that this is one of those things where we're going to catch the Bengals on a hot week and then they're just going to drop two? like they've done in the past. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know that they're there yet. I think, I think a lot of things have to go right for them at the beginning of the game for them to be in it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they're a real contender to make the playoffs, but I don't know how serious I take them as a like Super Bowl contender. I, I don't know that they're ready for that. I really don't. Um, I, they will be. They will be if they can keep this group together and stay healthy. I think they will be, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to see it because that franchise needs a playoff win for the love of God. Please just win one playoff game. Uh, Cause yeah, I mean, they, they've they been in poverty it. for the fans years, deserve it. The fans for deserve it. years. Yeah, they do. Um, 
man, I, I want it so bad, but at the same time, I just don't know that they're quite ready yet, but I'll tell you what I, you know, who has been, I've been kind of impressed by this year. Sure. Um, who's kind of made, I, honestly, it was his last chance. It was his last chance in the NFL. Hmm. Okay. He's messed around too much. He, he's had poor performances for teams. Eli Apple. Yeah. Eli Apple has, has been good yeah. this season. Yeah, he has. And, and for a guy that, that was just considered a bust, you know, Ohio State, kind of riding the Ohio State DBU thing, got drafted pretty high, uh, just to come out and, and and finally just prove it. Just shut up and play. I Don't agree. say I anything. Like shut up and go play. Yeah. And that's what he's doing, and, and he's played well this year. I like that a lot. I'm happy for him. I really yeah. am. I really am. Caleb, can I talk about the Steelers for a minute? Yeah, sure. You can rip them apart. You know, I, I don't want to hear Mike Tomlin rip players anymore. <laughs> you want to know why, Caleb? Well, well, okay. Some players I'm okay with him ripping, but I have an issue. I think okay. it's fake because you stood by as the head coach and you allowed, uh, you allowed the front office and ownership to allow Ben Roethlisberger to come back and, and put and play this lousy season. Mm. You allowed it to happen. And mm. you knew, you knew just like everybody else that he was toasted. He was done and should be in the retirement home. So this is what you reap 41 to 10 against the Cincinnati Bengals, who you've dominated, who's this yep, franchise yep. has dominated yep, for the have. past 25 years. Uh, now what I am okay with, I'm okay with you ripping, ripping players like chase or uh, indirectly Juju Smith, Schuster and chase Claypool. In fact, Caleb, I'm going to go out here and say it, cut them both. They're not serious. And, and Mike Tomlin's right. There is a culture problem inside that locker room. Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool caught a, a 20 yard pass over a couple defenders in the fourth quarter while they're down 38 points. Caleb, let me tell you who those players were that he caught that ball over. Oh, and by the way, he talked trash to him after he caught the ball. He was talking to second, third and fourth string cornerbacks of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Shut up. You put the ball that you give the ball to the ref, you go line up and you try to get some points back. So you don't look like a fool on national television. Quit talking trash, quit making TikToks. get off your butt and go play football. You're too talented to do that crap. Wow. Quit messing around. You're yeah. an embarrassment to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization and what they stand for. Yeah, I mean, it is. I agree. There, there's there's going to be some questions about personnel. I don't have any doubt in my mind. Um, for me, Bryce, I just I'm I mean, I think at this point, just talking about the Steelers is irrelevant. Right. I mean, if we're going to, you know, is. I think when you're looking at what Cincinnati did, I mean, I just. Look, I mean, Cincinnati, I understand they gave him flowers look, earlier. Cincinnati but I, and the Ravens are are probably the two teams that will come out of that division. Clear cut. They are clear cut. I mean, you could say Browns, but come on. Come on. And, you, you know, Bryce, I mean. They're six and riding six. They high. have a chance. But. Yeah. And, and this could be riding high, but would it shock me if Cincinnati Bengals won this division? Absolutely no, not. No. Cincinnati Bengals absolutely crushed the Baltimore Ravens. In their first matchup. Yeah, they did. And I think, and I think there's an opportunity for them to win the division. <laughs> and, there, and, and, and that is, and that is something that has to continue to be pressed on. The Steelers have major issues. As you mentioned, big time win from the Bengals. Next up 
uh, we have Vegas and the Cowboys. And, you know, Bryce, I'll let you start off with this. This is Thanksgiving, three o'clock. What were your, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah. So uh, look, okay. A couple things. One, Caleb, you're wrong on the Raiders. You're absolutely wrong. They can still ball out. Derek Carr still <laughs> bowling out. Josh Jacobs looks fine. Okay. I have no issues with this. The Raiders are a solid football team. Are they a Super Bowl contender? No, they're a solid football team. They're going to come and they're going to play hard. And I think that's a reflection of their interim head coach. I really do. I really do. Here's my problem with Dallas. I don't know what you're doing in the run game. You pay Ezekiel Elliott money and then you you run Tony Pollard more than him. What? Yeah. I, I yeah. So now Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones comes out and squashes all the Ezekiel Elliott. We're going to arrest him rumors and says that he expects him to have a heavy load. I don't know if I buy that. Well, I think if they really are trying to be smart with it, Bryce, and try to manage his load a little bit, well, just come why? out and say it. Well, just why? Say it. I, why? I don't seven know. and four. Yeah. You have teams creeping up on you. Yeah. Why? Yeah. This is what you pay a guy like that for. Yeah. Everyone's going to be banged up. It just, it, it's how football is. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Now look, Cowboy fans will blame it on, Oh, we don't have everybody on the offensive line. We don't have everybody on the defensive no. line. No. You know, we, we didn't have Amari Cooper. That's why we lost this game. I don't want to hear you still put up 33 points. Dak yeah. Prescott is that dude. Right. You have you. Everyone yeah. wants to talk about you know. Look, they didn't have CD Lamb either. Okay, great. Yeah. Now Michael Gallup is a is a legitimate wide receiver in the league. Cedric Wilson is a good receiver in this league. Dalton Schultz has been legit this season. Yeah, yes. You can find ways to win. You can. That's find what ways. you have yeah. to do. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if they don't beat the Saints this week on Thursday Night Football, they're in trouble. I'm with you, and I hate saying it, but I'm with you. They're they, in trouble, they, and th- they this really is a team that we're high on, Caleb. Yeah, I know we are. Quit messing are. around with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. You know who the, who to give the guy to. Use Tony Pollard if you want in passing downs, but stop messing. You you disrupt the flow of the of the run game and the offense when you, when you do this crap. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've got to together. They've got to figure out what they. Really, it's it's What's not an identity, identity issue. It's I, like a it's a combination of just where are you trying to run the ball? How are you trying to run it? What situations are you looking to attack it? Um, what plays are you confident in in the ground game? I mean, I just think that there's a lot of stuff that I'm curious to see as they move forward. I mean, I agree with you, Bryce. I think they're playing it like they've already won the division uh, with this with the Zeke thing, and yeah, and that's not, not what happened. Deal. It's not a done deal. Um, and this is an organization that you clearly know that because all they've done for the last four or five years is know how to blow a division lead. So, I mean, when you're thinking about the Cowboys right now, the question should be, how can they continue to put the pedal to the metal? How can they continue to put the pedal to the metal? And that to me is shown by their leadership. That's, that's a leadership thing. Can the leaders of this team respond? Dak Prescott. You know, a guy that we like, you know, has always been like, well, the big loss, you know, we got, we got to show them what we're about. We got to show them that cowboy, that cowboy football. All right. Show it to me in New Orleans next week, Thursday night. Absolutely. Show, show it to me next week, Thursday night. Saints have a good defense. They have a good defense. So I'm not saying you got to play your prettiest football, 
Just win the game. Just win the game. They should be able to take care of a Taysom Hill-led New Orleans Saints team. I expect the defense to come out and play harder. I expect Anthony Brown to either A, not get as many snaps, or B, not commit as many pass interferences. As far as I'm concerned, this is a Cowboy team that's got a lot of question. From the Raiders' perspective, I'm not eating it. I, I don't think the Ra- I do not think you the Raiders should. are a playoff. No, I don't think the Raiders are a playoff team. And I'm and I'm just going to keep saying it. I don't think they're a playoff team. They're too inconsistent for my liking. The way that I see it with the Raiders oh, but you but you love the Vikings. I like the Vikings a lot because I know what their talent is. I know what the potential is. Oh. The Raiders are flat out. They are streaky. It's you like did, a kid did, going you on. Discount, a, you discount Derek Carr. No, I don't discount Derek yeah, Carr. I've never do. discounted yes, Derek Carr. Do. What I discount. What I discount is their inconsistencies, particularly on the offensive line and the fact that this team refuses to commit to the guy that you and I both like and Josh Jacobs. They finally did it on Thanksgiving. But with the Raiders, I don't know if they're going to commit to Josh Jacobs again. I don't think they're going to do it again. And I also think that the Raiders had a lot of big plays explosive place. Deshaun Jackson, 56-yard catch. I mean, it's just, I don't know if I can buy that on a consistent basis. I don't know if I can buy Hunter Renfro at 134 yards. I just I just don't know if I can buy that. We'll see what the Raiders are, in my opinion. Waller, if he is going to be out, we'll have to see Renfro continue to play at the level he played at on Thursday. And, you know, they're going to have to find that explosive play either from Deshaun Jackson Brian Edwards, Zay Jones. I just don't trust those three guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not totally convinced on the Raiders. I have them last in my AFC West division power. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Okay. Next okay, up. Okay. Next up, Bills and Saints. Uh, the Bills uh, showed what they're capable of. Uh, they they took care of the Saints, the team we just uh, talked, you know, the team that we are, we literally just got done talking about because of what they have going for them on Thursday. But Bryce, a 31 to six win is what this Bills team needed. Um, I, I think that is the type of thing that can get you back on track. Do you, are you convinced that the Bills might have figured out something in the long term? And when you look at the AFC top to bottom, you know, are the Bills in that top half for you? They're in the top half, but I don't think they figured anything out. I mean, here's the thing Josh Allen still had two turnovers. Hit two interceptions. Uh, you beat up on a decimated New Orleans Saints team. Okay, no, no, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Uh, no, Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara. No, Mark Ingram. No. No. Uh, who else am I missing? No, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're missing everyone. So this is no shock. You should. This is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. Okay. It was fun. It, it was great. You know, you beat up a team on, on Thanksgiving prime time. That's that's great. That's great. I still think there are some issues at hand. Um, I, do I think this will help? Yes, I think it'll help. Um, but I don't know if they have everything figured out yet. Yeah. I really don't. That's fair. Tredavious White injury is the killer for me. Massive, massive loss. I hated for that team. As soon massive as I felt loss. like they had something, then I saw the injury. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Yeah, massive loss. They're going to, I mean, they won the game. I have a couple things, though, if I'm really nitpicking. They're going to have to do something with the running game. Like, they're going to just have to be creative. They can't just rely on Josh Allen being their most effective rusher. I agree. They can't. They just they just can't. It's not it's not going to sustain. It's not going to sustain because when you're going to need the quarterback the most in a game, he's going to get tired or banged up because you're running the football with him. And then that's going to make him pressed. 
And then we're going to see turnovers, which, you know, Josh Allen has his moments where he turns the ball over. He just does. The, the way that I see it from the Bills is I just think there's got to be a level of, you know, I think the balance is fine. I think the defense look fine. It's just, I want to see them do it consistently. It's a team. I feel like it's been up and down. And when we looked at this team in the preseason, this was a team that we thought could go AFC championship or even higher. And I just believe they've got it. There's some room to grow there. And from the saints perspective, I'm crossing them out. I mean, I don't see how in the world this offense is going to generate enough points to convince me they're going to the playoffs, Bryce. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, Kamara's great. Ingram's great. The offensive line's good. Miss me. Just miss me on a playoff. So I, I, I'm crossing them out. My, just for me personally, I think the defense is legit, but the offense can only score around 20 a game. And in the NFL, when the Saints are going to have to come in and face Tampa Bay and so on and so forth, I just don't see how that's going to work for them. Now, granted, you know, they do have the Jets. They do have the Dolphins. They do have the Panthers and the Falcons at home still to close out their season. So beatable games for them. But I don't I don't trust the offense to put up enough points to even convince me they're going to easily win them. And I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of done on the Saints. Maybe they can prove something to me on Thursday. Uh, next up, Chargers-Broncos. Um, Chargers are honestly the most inconsistent team in football. I can't predict them. I like them one week, Bryce, and then I hate them the next week. The Broncos showed me that I can't I can't take them out of the playoff picture. I mean, Vic yeah. Fangio is making me look foolish. They're putting up 28 points. The, the run game looks nasty. They're getting solid play from Bridgewater and really solid play for Bridgewater. Bryce is just not turning the ball over and they're getting balance. I'd like to see more Cortland Sutton, but I love, I love the balance in their ground game right now because it's working. You and I, Bryce, have talked about, you know, not having 50, 50 bell cows, but when it works, Bryce, it works. You, it, 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 it's very tough to stop when you have two running backs that are really good at one time. Yeah. And then, you know, but so many teams, Bryce, have a committee and it's like, why do you have the committee? One guy's just clearly better. Well, in Denver's case, I mean, they're even like right now. Obviously, we know what Javante Williams can be long term, but right now they're even and they're taking advantage of it. They're trying to take the brakes off of Melvin Gordon before he hits his contract here. And they want Javante Williams to be the new guy in this defense, Bryce. I mean, Patrick Sertain, holy smokes, dude. You are you are turning into a lights-out corner in this league. And Kenny Young, Bryce, stole him from it. You think the Rams don't need him right now? Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Well, they'd rather I, have Von Miller. Oh, I mean, look, I, I just think when you're looking at the Broncos, um, man, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to bring to the Chiefs. I, I'm impressed by the 28-13 to 13 win. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, this is bad for the Chargers because one, Teddy, Brid, Teddy Bridgewater leaves the game. Okay, now it's Drew yeah, Locke. Right. Yeah, okay, at that yeah. point, you know, they don't want Drew Locke to throw the ball. In fact, Caleb, yeah. Drew Locke was four of seven. He only threw the ball seven times for 26 yards and he threw a pick. Fair. Yeah. Right. Okay, so now you know they're going to run the ball and you still couldn't stop it. Right. You still couldn't do it. Right. I think this is bad for the Chargers, especially for a, a Brandon Staley-led team who is a great defensive mind yeah. uh, that, that you can't you can't get your team up to stop the run. Can't do it. Not not only that, but you couldn't even establish the run. No. Austin no. Eckler, 12 carries for 31 yards. No. Come on. Well, I know Eckler's just an offensive weapon, but yeah. 
I think he's better than that. I agree. So uh, bad loss. In in my opinion, this is a game that the Chargers should have won to make a statement. And they just they just weren't able to do it. They just weren't able to do it. They'd get down there. Justin Herbert threw an interception. I mean, my goodness. And they might. I mean, you could argue I'm not there yet, but you could argue that next week, you know, not next week, I guess Chargers Bengals this coming week that it's a must win game for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You can make the argument. I'm not there yet because I think their schedule is not horrible because they face the Giants at home, the Chiefs at home, at Houston, at Chargers. They take on the Broncos again and then at the Raiders. I don't think it's a horrible schedule for the Chargers, but I think it would be really good for them to get this win, though, and get their mojo going at Cincinnati. And um, we know what this team can do. We know what Herbert can do when mm-hmm. he's on. He's had some struggles this month. There's no denying that. But we also know the high-end potential of this man is good enough to beat anybody. And I just think the Chargers got to get to that point. Next up, the Browns and Ravens. God, this was awful. A Sunday night showdown that led me to having to watch this Baker Mayfield so suck to make me watch that Lamar Jackson was able to throw a ball accurately down the field. My goodness. This was a horrible game. What was what was your brother's reaction to this game? Oh yeah. He he was just he just he he was like Okay, they, my team got the win. Great, but like I'm not like horribly caught. Con- there's like nothing. Confident. There's like nothing positive out of this game. No, there's not. It's ugly, and and I can't really take the Sucks. the win seriously. But I think that we can take it and shift it to a bigger picture, Bryce. Which is the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. That has got to be the weakest number one seed in the AFC. I can oh, think. it's so bad. Like, so there's so many holes which, in that team, and the gap for a team, Bryce, to to come in and and potentially as a wild card or snag the division late if you're hot. You know, I, I, this is a conference, Bryce. That again, I just I'm sorry, I'm not crazy on the Patriots being the best team in the AFC. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I think the I think this is a team that is just it, they're putting together wins, and I have to give them credit for that. But nothing about this team is, oh, crap, I have to face them. Like, I'm sitting there like, okay, I can meet the Baltimore Ravens. I can meet yeah. them. They're not, they're not out of this world. Great. You know what I mean? I don't know. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Baltimore did what they had to do. I mean, they were lucky to win this game. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions. Uh, it's just the fact that Cleveland it cannot, again, the management and the head coach can't make a business decision. They know Baker Mayfield is hurt. So so oh what gosh. should we do, Caleb? What should we do? Oh, let's make Baker Mayfield throw it 37 <laughs> times. 37 times. Case Keenum. Case Keenum is a very capable quarterback in this league. Always. You're telling me that he can't do what Baker Mayfield does? Oh, oh my God, dude. I don't buy that. I'm so the please, Browns, the please. Browns make me want to gouge. Look, my and, eyes and out. it's not it's not that Baker Mayfield is garbage. Okay, I don't think he's garbage, but he's obviously hurt, guys. He Hello. Is. Yeah, he is. If Case Keenum plays in that game, I think they win the football game. I think Probably because he's just he's he would just he would be able to be more confident throwing the ball. Right, and, and he can move. Right he's spots. mobile. He's more yeah. mobile than than Baker Mayfield at this point in time. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, great. You can't you can't establish the ru- the run game. Okay, Baltimore is very stout. I, and, and let me just say, Patrick Queen was outstanding. <laughs> okay, Tyus Bowser was outstanding. Yeah, yeah good for them. Yeah, Their rookie Owe 
Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, he's a stud, man. He's he a is stud. a speedster off the edge, and he plays hard. He just plays hard, man. Um, this is just oh, it's just so disgusting. To watch. It's bad. It's, it's, it's so bad. I mean, so so disgusting. They have, they have gotta think about a couple things. You know, when when you are when when you are a team like them that is so reliant on heaven heavy run play heavy run play and then your quarterback's hurt so you're getting like a 40 percent quarterback play yeah it's just not going to be good enough and the running game is affected by how bad your quarterback play is Bryce I don't really buy that they can't run the football I just buy the fact that their quarterback stinks and they're going to have to figure out a way to get more production out of that position and you know, I mean, Bryce, at this point, it's like Baker Mayfield just wants the participation trophy that you and I got when we were eight years old playing baseball. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it feels, you know, and, and that's just not what they're in right now. Okay. This is a team that, you know, has the chance, as crazy as it sounds, to still make the playoffs. And I, my big thing is we know that the defense's potential is awesome, but good golly. I mean, Case Keenum just managing it a little bit takes this team, puts it in that direction. Jarvis Landry's still doing business with Baker Mayfield, at quarterback. He's still putting up good numbers. Please I mean, get good Jarvis Landry off there so he can play. My I mean, goodness. It's, it's, it's a rough situation with the Browns, man. Just a rough game in general. Next up, the Patriots and the Titans. Patriots, uh, you know, they came out, they put the smoke shot on the Titans after the Titans originally kept this game close, and I don't even know how. And, Bryce, that's just where my panic is with the Patriots. People are ignoring the fact that the Patriots pulled it out in the late second half, and it had nothing to do with them. It really did. It had everything to do with the fact that the Titans fumbled the ball late. It had everything to do with in the second half they couldn't finish the game. Bryce, I mean, this is a team that people are talking about. Like, man, are you seeing the Patriots? Are you seeing that New England Patriot team just look just look so good? I I, I want to read you off something. That's really what I want to do. I want to read you off something about what they've done. When you think about this team as a whole and this win streak that they've had, okay, here's mm-hmm. what they've done. They beat the Cowboys. They, they, they beat the, pardon, they beat the Jets. Big win. Psych. It's the Jets. You should take care of them. Chargers, fine. I think they, you know, that was a game that I'm impressed with. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a nice win for the Patriots. The Panthers, those was the last week of Sam Darnold. The Browns, at the height of their horridness, 45 to seven, the Falcons without Patterson, 25 to nothing. Then the Titans without their top three best offensive players. You can't have the luck go your way more than New England Patriots. I didn't realize that. You can't have the luck more than New England Patriots. The New England Patriots going in on Monday night. That's when you can show me when you're the real deal. I'm not trying to, I mean, I know you and I talk about, you know, it's the NFL. When you get wins, you get wins, but Bryce, what, everybody's sitting there talking about this team like they're they're just clear up and, and they're in that top conversation. Well, you know, the teams they're facing, it's like they're the C minus of the team. It's like they're the the they're getting the third string of the team. And I, I mean, I get that their defense is really good. I'm not taking that away, but I am a little bit like, okay, what will they do at Buffalo? What will they do at Buffalo against a team that I think you and I believe are gonna make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I I am not the biggest Patriot guy. There's still a little bit work for me that I have to see. What about you? 
Yeah, I mean, well, okay. So you mentioned the at Buffalo game, Caleb. Okay, what about That's- this one? What about this one? In a couple weeks, mm. at Colts. Yeah, uh, yeah. At Colts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's very possible they go. They, see they lose their next two. Let's see it. You know, I, so I'm interested. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Tennessee. The the injuries have caught up with them. Yeah, it has. They've caught up with them. Yeah, it has. Uh, Ryan Tannehill completed 11 passes for 93 yards. Freaking joke. Yeah, granted, they did have 200 yard rushers. Okay, I'll give them that. Sure. sure. All right, that's impressive. It is, impressive. but you can't put a point. You're not putting up points. Well, and and all 13 hard. of your points came in one quarter. Yeah, yeah, and and here's the sad part, Bryce. When you start looking at this game and taking it from a bigger picture, okay. Here's the thing that I think is really interesting. You know, the Tennessee Titans were down six at half. Or sorry, mm-hmm. they were down three at half. Mm-hmm. Three. They were in the game. Yeah. They had no business being in the game, but they're in the game. And then, you know, the Patriots come in, they kick a field goal, fumble. Titans get the ball back. You know, punt again for the Titans. Turnover. Turnover. I the the the, the Titans. I, I guess I'm just not sold on the Patriots just outclassing, outmuscling. Like, the Titans were banged up. And like you said, it caught them in this game. That's just what happened. I mean, it's a part of it. You know, it's not about, well, is it coaching? Is it, no, it's not really coaching. It's just the injury chart got to them. And until they get a couple of those guys back, it's just going to be this way for a while. So for me, when I'm, when I'm looking at this game, Bryce, I, I'm just sitting there like, can I just get Monday night? Let's see what the Patriots can do. What are they going to answer to my doubts on Monday? Next up, the Panthers and the Dolphins, which golly, Cam Newton sucks. You might as well cut him. The Dolphins, the Dolphins, it, you, you, might, you might as well cut him. I mean, this is ridiculous. Devin Voss, the smart market king, just needs to get off his IORs. When I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers, I mean, I'm looking at a team that took their quarterback out of his nursing home and put him on the field. And said, can you take us back to when you won the MVP, Bryce? Can can he do that? Can he take this team where he won the MVP? <laughs> and then and then get them and then here's the thing, here's the thing I here's the thing I really like. Here's the thing I really like. The five the five of twenty-one and the QBR of five point four. That's just QBR. The Panthers, granted, the Panthers have a horrible offensive line. And Bryce, this was a team you and I were like, what well, we we like their defense. We like Matt Rule as a coach. And there's some things that I mean, I still like the defense, but my gosh. I mean, if you're letting the Dolphins spank 33 on you, now granted, it doesn't help when your quarterback's making interceptions, making the field that much easier for the Dolphins. I mean, I <laughs> I mean, this is a laughing stock from Cam Newton. This is this is a laughing stock, Bryce. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I read this to our colleague Zach Griffith. Um, I think it was mon- a Monday. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Monday. Uh, so Cam Newton, uh, <laughs> um, the last quarterback to complete only five passes and with a minimum of twenty attempts. Okay, Cam Newton had twenty-one attempts. Um. The last quarterback to do that was Joey Harrington. I think that's all I need to say. 
I, yeah, this is bad. Okay, I think this this Panther season is lost now. Christian McCaffrey back on the shelf for the rest of the season. Cam Newton, the the cute little honeymoon is over. You had your two rushing touchdowns. You yelled, "I'm back." That's great. Collect your check and please go home. Um, Carolina's got a quarterback problem again. Again, <laughs> yeah, again, again. again. And, and like, I understand Bryce that, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard position to find. And when you're, when you aren't good at that position, it doesn't matter what else you have. I understand those arguments, but good golly, it really has felt like since they moved on from Cam Newton, the first time around, they have not found a quarterback since. And, you know, if, and here's the thing, Bryce, I, I will make an argument right now that like if Russell Wilson seriously wants out, this would be a team I would really think could be awesome for a good quarterback. Like there's a lot of good pieces to them, but like the fact they're going to have to answer the question again, though, I think has got to be frustrating for fans. The offensive line is horrid. I mean, you got to you, you've got to clean that up in the draft. I, that's that's got to be my number one thing, Bryce. They don't need to draft a quarterback first. They need to pick some offensive linemen first. Okay, put your quarterback in a position where he can actually get protected rather than get sent to the ICU or, or, or get hurt again. Okay, I mean, this is a team that, you know, people want to sit there, Bryce, and act like Christian McCaffrey's frail. Well, no, not Christian McCaffrey's frail if you don't have an offensive line that can block or pass protect. You know, this is this is a team that's just they're, they're, they have they've done so much with the defense over the last couple of years with drafting and, and making like low risk, high reward signings. And it's worked. But then they've forgotten about the offensive line last year. Now that's when that's starting to bite you. Like, Bryce, this was a team when they drafted Derek Brown. What did they do? They didn't pick a single offensive player in the draft. You remember that? Not a single offensive player they picked yep. in the draft. You think that's biting them right now? Sure is. It sure is. And, you know, that'll conclude uh, the Lynn Sandy podcast for us this week. There's uh, there's plenty of content coming for you next week. Uh, I'm excited to dig into the content. I really am. I think there's a lot of good games. I think there's a lot of good storylines. I think the AFC is wide open. I think there's teams that are going to make Bryce and I eat it. And that's what's enjoyable about this job. Absolutely. I think there are lots of things that we can just continue to watch for and we can also continue to watch cam newton throw interceptions bryce it is Yay. a privilege to have you on and i and bryce the one thing i forgot to mention i hope your weekend was better than last weekend at the michigan beat ohio state you might see michigan potentially with the big ted championship but sneak into your playoff spot and i just i hope for you uh, that you're able to find some peace in understanding that look, the wolverines look, might be a playoff team they can they look enjoy it now Okay. You're going to, they're going to find out what it's like. They're going to find out what it's like to go play with the top four teams in the country. Let me just see. Let me see. Let me see. The other thing that kind of sucks. And I texted you this beforehand. It's like the way they've done the divisions in the big 10 is so freaking bad because like well, all stacked. the teams. Yeah. It's stacked on one division. The other division is like, you know, you're picking out some random car. Like you're playing freaking go fish. I mean, they, they, like, like, like they've got to do something to make that better because there is no, Iowa is not the second best team in the big 10, right? You've got to no. think of some ways that you can no. pop, like, balance, you know, balance them out. You tell me Wisconsin, Iowa and Northwestern and Nebraska, you know, like, yeah, the no, same, uh, how did that happen? Well, we'll just we'll just go a little longer. A so the, the Big Ten, the Big Ten right now, the Big Ten right now. Okay, they they have 
they, they're in a division. If you look at the West division, all right, we'll go there. Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern. Illinois is straight irrelevant. Nebraska's, I can't stand it. Nebraska sucks. Northwestern is, you know, they're normally better than one and eight in conference play. And then Purdue, you know, good season. Wisconsin, decent season. Minnesota, always competitive. Um, and Iowa. And then oh, it's like you get the- wait, you're forgetting a team. You're forgetting a team that that's ready to play with the big boys, Caleb. You're forgetting one. Well, I got the East. I got the East left. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, I got the East. Don't, don't forget to mention the, the the love each other boys. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got we got the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, zero and nine in conference. Zero and nine in conference play. Two and ten on the year. Joke. Rutgers, 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 Maryland, and Penn State. But typically, Penn State's always pretty solid. So then you have Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State stacked up with each other along with Penn State. In college football, it's like a hack. And in college, and the thing with college basketball is you can't really, the divisions kind of don't matter. College basketball, you don't really do that because right, you, you got a tournament. You got a tournament. So it kind of evens all out. And then in the NCAA tournament, like you know whether a team's a contending team or not. So honestly, like I hope they figure that out because I'm not looking forward to seeing. Michigan and Iowa, it's kind of a rough game. Yeah, right. I mean, who wants to watch that? Seriously, seriously. I mean, like, for viewers, if we're just looking at it as pure viewers. God, I mean, if I'm really looking at the I'm going to watch both teams stonewall each other in the run game. Yeah, it's just going to be a lot of running. It's going to be a lot. That clock's going to go awfully fast. And if you're managing the clock, you might as well sleep because you're never going to have to stop the clock unless you got injuries. You're, I'd, you're never I'd rather to, watch Oklahoma's defense get torched for 60 points than oh, that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, Shout anyway, out for I, the sleazy uh, college football coaches, by the way. Well, yeah. And, you know, we I mean, we could go into, we could go into NFL coaching in terms of, will they steal anybody from the NFL game? Oh, at this point, oh we have to wait. We have to wait. There's, there's plenty. There's plenty of those names. You oh, got, I can we get have into. to wait and see that. We Which that could be up for you guys next week. We went Urban. a little longer on the end. But anyway, Urban. it was fun.